Happy New Year! Are we recording? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. When do we start? When I said Happy New Year. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Not the clickety clickety right, click clack yeah. clack. Uh, yeah, 2018. Still on? Uh, how many weeks are we now in the 2018? Based on what's been going on oh, in the news? It seems like 16 years. <laughs> The Gorilla Channel thing was just Friday. (laughs) (laughs) They were assaulted with, I'm really like smart. (laughs) I'm so smart that you just can't appreciate how smart I am. Mm. And some of the bottomness. Yeah, bring it on. Okay. um, Boy. So I watched Get Out last night. Oh, great. What do you think? It's good. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like an asshole now. <laughs> oh, white people feel like assholes after watching Get Out, I think. Well, I mean, it, it, the, the cool thing about it is that it tells such a good story and you feel that way. <laughs> the, the, you know, the, like, I don't know. It's, it's such a well-done thing that it could be almost really any topic. Uh-huh. Like it could be, you know, just white people, but but it gets across the whole thing. It 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 sells. It not only sells the the entertainment of the journey and everything else, but it mm-hmm. also sells the the political point as well. Yeah. It it was really it was really interesting how like all the mystery and all the threads got tied together right mm-hmm. at the right right at one point really yeah like you're like. Why did they abduct the maid and the? Mm-hmm. But no, it was grandma and grandpa. So, right. you know, spoilers. Like, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, it's an, it's you know, it just came out on DVD, didn't it? Um, uh, I was, re- I mean, a, a, like I heard a lot of great things, but you know, you, you hear that you're like, well, I'm, I don't like horror movies, mm-hmm. and so you know, you know, people say that, but whatever. And then finally said, okay, I'm gonna watch it. Everyone loves it so much. And damn if they weren't right. I mean, you know, it's not a particularly bloody horror movie. It has a, has a moment or two, mm-hmm. but it's not about that. It's not about um, the 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 shock of you know, oh, something just appears on screen. Wow, right? It's the the horror comes from the existential dread you get while you're watching yeah. these things happen. Uh, and ah, it's just really well done. And here's the one of the things that, that I want that I um. That I want to talk about a bit was, and this is again spoiler territory, but so the, the very last scene, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so that that scene was originally shot in a different way, where uh, our hero gets caught by the cops and goes to jail. Right. I mean, that's what I was expecting. Right. Like, oh, he almost got away. Right. And the assholes are going to win because he's a black man. And they changed that because. And Jordan Peele was talking about this, how he changed it because, you know, it just wasn't, it, it felt more, it, it felt better at the end to have him, you know, kind of heroically get a, get away with it. But he also realized that by having that moment where when the cops show up, you mm-hmm. feel it. Yeah. He gets to have that, but still not yeah. have it, right? So he gets yeah. to kind of have his cake and eat it too. He gets to, to have you think. Oh shit! It's that same cop from earlier, and mm-hmm. yeah. And then you get, and and then you still get the relief out of it. So it's, it's so the the beauty of that of that point is that you get to he gets to do the original ending. 
that he had in mind, but then he still gets to walk it back. Did you realize they were doing an auction? No. When they did the no, auction? No, I was like, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Like, like, no doubt they're all out to get them now. You know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you, you, you know, know that you, you know something's up, but you don't know what it is. And it's not, it's not telegraphed at all. Yeah, I mean, it, in hindsight, like when he's tied in the chair and the guy's talking to uh-huh. him. Um, was that Randy Quaid, right? Or, no, no, uh, it, it, uh, um, Milton, right? The guy from, uh, oh. from Office mean? Space, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, also, but it's also from, you know, the Dave Foley sitcom. Okay. Uh, anyway, when he's talking to him, I'm like, oh, they were bidding on him. They all wanted a new body. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was an auction, so I think it was it was an interesting, uh, maybe a bold choice because everyone's watching the scene and it's a longer scene. It's twenty five thirty seconds of like silence and just pantomiming and and um, and I'm not sure how you know does everyone realize that was the auction or you know or is it like just a scene that there, kind of there, went there's enough else? of the film letting you come to your own conclusions it doesn't, doesn't walk you through every point yeah that you know i think there must be some people who don't who don't get it but it respects your intelligence enough to say okay you're, you're gonna get it yeah. and and that's that was one of the great things you know again one of the great things about the movie is that like you said all the little scenes added up to something all, all the little stuff that didn't make any sense it came together mm-hmm. so it didn't it 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 felt like you were confused and you, you were on a ride of some sort where you didn't under, you didn't know where it was going. And that's just... It's just so, his TSA friend, when he starts doing the detective yeah. work. Oh, so good. I mean, his TSA friend, that stuff was was, very, was sort of very lighthearted, silly, and could, and it could have been completely excised out of the movie. But then, of course, you wouldn't have had the the ending bit to mm-hmm. um, at least to... to to lower the tension and, and, and relieve stuff. He still needed him for the where do I know Andre from? You know that mm-hmm. that part was important. Uh, yeah, you could you could have come up with another way to yeah. do that. You know, but there is it, it, he was necessary to, as as a tension reliever at certain points, just to sort mm-hmm. of to to lower the steam and the valve a bit to. He thought he was yeah. going to record her, and she gets him all worked up, and he starts yelling. <laughs> that was a good scene too. There was a lot of good stuff in that mm-hmm. movie. I enjoyed it. I, I uh, friends of mine had, had told me about it before, and I've been meaning to, you know, get to it when it was available to me. It wasn't on Netflix yet, but I was able to find it last night. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you had me watch it. I had a feeling that that. I wouldn't have, you know, been on league to watch it unless... I uh, it was more of a reminder than a request, right? It was like, hey, remember that get-out thing? You know, go watch <laughs> well, it. I'm glad it was, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, what, that's how I took it was. It was more of a reminder that I wanted to watch that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm glad you watch it. And yeah, that's, that's an example of a, of a really well-done movie, and I hope it wins a lot of good awards. And, and I think it should at least win probably Best Screenplay. Because um, that's a... I mean, it's a great really tight screenplay mm-hmm. yeah so have you seen Black Mirror it's funny that you mentioned that because that was you said you had to, you had to watch that uh-huh. I watched that the uh-huh. incident came out I, I figured you had we haven't <laughs> talked about it I thought that I thought USS Callister was such a good short story such a good episode here, here was my only problem with it is, I, I have I have several problems with it 
but I'm letting him go because I, I just thought it was. My only problem with it in in terms of Black Mirror is that I've seen all of those plots on Black Mirror before, right? Okay. I, that was kind of a retread of the Christmas episode. A lot of it, uh, a lot of the the horror stuff, at least being stuck in the thing, whatever, is is a yeah. retread of Black, uh, of the Christmas episode, and so it felt like. I, I really enjoyed the episode itself, and I really enjoyed you know most of the bits, most of the bits. But it did kind of feel like, but we've already seen this. Like, you know, when 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 you see a, a series do the same thing over again, you're like, well, yeah. but I've, I've I saw that already. I mean, I get it. I mean, you, you did a good job here, but mm-hmm. but did you need to do, to do this thing? Well, over it seemed again? like this season was. I, this is the only one I saw from this season. So. Oh, okay. The, the season it seemed like almost. An, exclusively about ai okay there's some there's some things that aren't ai but it's almost all about um you know how are we going to handle the laws and the ethics of ai Mm. and is there ethics when it comes to ai can you be unethical and be cruel to an artificial intelligent you know a sentient being who's ai right you know it's kind of where it goes to and and that's what you see in uss callister right you see that you know to um the main character uh can't think of his name right now jesse Plemons. well yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah the guy from fargo um you know for him it was you're, you're peeking a bit i'm oh, sorry for him it was just a game mm-hmm. and he was just putting content into his game and he knew he wasn't hurting real people so he, he drew the he line knew, at but but he also knew that that he could hurt these ais with psychological tricks so right he so something didn't get through were, his head right but they weren't real they weren't real right that <laughs> or or this well there's a couple there's a couple things i was thinking about i've been playing this thing through my head almost all week and it's like Maybe this kept him from being a serial killer, you know, being able to do this, you know, mm-hmm. and be cruel to artificial right, beings as right. versus physical beings. Um, and when you start looking at it that way, like the way the mo- the show just makes you feel, you feel really bad for these people, these um, people that were hijacked into the game, right, kidnapped into the because game because they have eternal, they have in internal lives. They, they're not just. Yeah. They're not just turned on when he's there and turned off when he's not, yeah. and that's the that that was the horror aspect. Just like the the cookie in, in the White Christmas, and mm-hmm. and the the you know, to the thing that that controls your house, but is actually just a a shadow copy of you, but has to be broken in order to do that. Mm-hmm. Or the 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 guy has to live through that thing, millions of years of that over and over and over again. So that's the kind of thing where. You realize that if it were you stuck in that situation, whether or not it's a fabricated reality or not, it's still a reality. Yeah, yeah. So it was neat because you th- you think about because the way the shows makes you feel is you feel bad for these beings. You feel that they're being mm-hmm. treated unjustly, and they deserve rights. Is kind of how the the, the feeling of the show right. plays out. But then, yeah, when you think about well, if he's not mistreating these artificial ones would he be an like what would he be in the real world type thing and then there was was he driven to be an asshole to all these people because they were so mean to him in, you know in his real world you know so there's a bunch of different ways you could come into this well, thing what's her name the the um 
She wasn't mean to him. New at girl. All. Yeah, she wasn't mean to him at all. He just took advantage of her because he he wanted to have some new play mm-hmm. thing. Now, yeah. Of course, the 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 part that that he kind of gave her an evil look when he started. She started being or not not being nice to, but letting the CEO guy uh, show her around. And See stuff before like, it, but, and that kind my of my thinking was he was just started being jealous of the CEO, not yeah. that he was hating her. But what 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 struck me is. The part that didn't fly for me at all was that he could just get their DNA and then transpose them thoughts and all. That yeah, yeah. That was the biggest break was how when they were instantiated in the game, they had all their memories up to that point. Yeah, it's almost like a, it's like they treat memory as epigenetic and it's in right. your DNA. Like they in the in the White Christmas, they dealt with that by having there be a little chip. That mm-hmm. sat there for a couple of days and learned everything. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, I mean, yes, it's it's you know ridiculous magic, but at least it explains that part away. You know, it takes yeah. away that you know the the thing in the back of your head saying, "Wait, wait, wait, what?" Yeah, that was the biggest problem. And then there were some things like, "Wait, what?" Like when they're phoning out of the game to blackmail the mm-hmm. real um, new girl and and whatnot. And then how they escaped, and now they're just free in the cloud. Right. Well, the other thing is that the whole the whole blackmail thing, all that did was add a ticking clock aspect to the script because it ultimately didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I guess he dies or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they didn't... Well, I had a problem with that, too, because, you know, how... I don't know... Sure, it's it's the Twilight Zone aspect mm-hmm. of it, right? Where his consciousness is locked in a game that was deleted, so now he's just in a coma or whatever. Right. Um, but that means that getting all the, you know, getting the his son stuff out of the refrigerator, stuff like that, was completely useless, except to add a ticking clock yeah. narrative to the story to make it. it. But then the other thing is, like, how would this game ever get? public you know be able to be sold to the public if you could if the computer crashes you die you know <laughs> so <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> haven't thought about that yeah no that, that that's yeah <laughs> if the power goes out you're fucked yeah so um those are a couple problems but i just really uh yeah, the, the characters being stuck in this hit. Well, I guess, I guess what you could assume is that he's not actually dead. Like, at some point, people will find out, and or the power will go out, or someone will check on him, and then they'll be like, oh, he'll, he'll just wake up from it. Because he's just stuck, he can't get out. But that doesn't mean... He's only dead if he's, like, stuck and he can't get out for, like, four weeks. His um, DNA analysis thing? 3D printer. Yeah, that's what it looked like. It looked like a tiny 3D printer. Um... It had the cooling fans on it and everything. <laughs> well, I, don't, so, I don't know which model it was. Sometimes but. it's just cheaper to you know get something off the shelf that looks techy. There was um, how many times you've only seen that one? You haven't seen the other ones yet. No, I've not seen the other ones yet. I know yeah. the basic like I know the the story. Um, I I know the the plots. I guess you could say I haven't you know in, in, every in, there's uh, what it, it twists. I don't know in Metalhead. I think it's called Metalhead, the black and white one. Um, this dude trying to hijack a future van with a Raspberry Pi, but you know it's not. You're not supposed to realize it's a Raspberry Pi. It was just they just had a mm-hmm. Raspberry Pi as the prop. So like, ah, oh, look, Raspberry Pi. <laughs> um, that reminds me of way back when. Uh, do you remember after after nine eleven? It was like it, it was the next year in like Boston. They had those. 
those things from uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, I guess, and, and they were like mm-hmm. lights and little circuit boards. Oh. And they were up everywhere, and people were like, it's a bomb, it's a bomb, because oh. it had, you know, a, a tiny PCB on it. And I, I vaguely remember the story. I don't remember what this thing looks like, though. Let's see. Uh, Is it like a smiley face? Or like a, some kind of like... Boston... Pixelated little Res face, right? Or something like that? Bomb scare. Um, yeah. These little guys. Oh, those guys, yeah. That, okay. Yeah, and it was just like people saw these, you know, it's got little mm-hmm. circuit boards. You'd be like, oh my god, a bomb! Because people see in TV shows, yeah. oh, it's a, it's a circuit board, that means it's a bomb or something. <laughs> it was funny. One of the, um, one of the kits that I got, Allie, a digital clock. It had two pieces of paper. Everything was in Chinese. And one of the papers, she's like, I wonder what, like, I, I think I said to her, I wonder what this says. And she probably says, do not attach bomb to. <laughs> yeah, you because know, it has the, it looks like a, a timer part of a bomb, right? Mm-hmm. So it was really funny. I wish I, I could deliver that better. Because the way she delivered it was hilarious. Let's see. What else do I have here? Oh, a couple of the things about Callister that bugged me was like his tricorder wasn't waterproof or whatever. You know, where he put it on the on the beach, you know, it just seemed like unnecessary. You know, like it was necessary for the plot to to do the thing, mm-hmm. but like I, it just it just seemed like you know he wouldn't have, have left that because it was again like how do you get out of the game without a type thing? And yeah, it seems like he would have like. Attention computer override, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in that kind of situation, you'd, you'd want that, I think. Yeah, they had to, they had to make, they had to make, uh, that was, that was interesting, right? Like, so the AI inside the game are trying to, trying to find vulnerabilities in the game, hack the game to, to exploit, basically get an arbitrary code execution. Mm-hmm. And it was tied to, props in the game you know physical physical virtual entities as opposed to you know i don't know how you would hack a game from inside a game but you know trying to do a buffer overflow right some way right where well you're trying to get out of your sandbox right Mm -hmm. so um but the way to do that is with the communication device that the player holds versus you know Shitting on the console. Well, you got to think. You got to think to yourself at least. You got to come to yourself. Oh, um, everything that we see is just sort of a digital thing, yeah, actually. Yeah. So, since it's just sort of a way that our brains are interpreting what's happening, maybe we can actually manipulate that. I guess the Matrix sense. did that too, right? There mm-hmm. was there, there was were a, phones that, that got there you was out. a thing to get to 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 interact with the... When you went in or out of the system, it was through a phone, yeah. Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Even though there's no reason why that would have to be the case. Yeah. It was just how those things were represented in, in that reality. <laughs> Even there was a pill. There was there were friggin' pills that you yeah. ate. Yeah. Well, that was the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. He even took away our pleasure to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> We've tried bumping yeah, our... I, mean, I, I really... You know, there, there were so many things about the, the episode that I really liked. And I, you know, mm-hmm. I liked the, the Star Trek illusions, and I liked the... Um, just the, the 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 banter 
when Jesse Plemons was away, that whole thing, you know, I like that a lot. Um, oh, and when they were down on the planet and they're doing that first mission, and like she's like not playing along, like playing along, yeah. and then like when the beast comes, holy shit, you know. And then some of that reacting and was and then really he pauses good. and then they're all like, oh boy, okay, <laughs> yeah that that was that was a lot of fun and that was the stuff that I really enjoyed about the episode when when it went into sort of that like that's a great that like I think you could support a whole a whole series about that like what does what do the characters in a game do when you're not there mm-hmm. right they recognize it's a world of some sort I guess Toy Story is kind of like that. It's a kind of the same. Yeah, Wreck It Ralph was mm-hmm. literally that. Yeah. So we have that. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like I think that was probably my favorite scene when they're down on the planet. Mm-hmm. She's not playing along. They're urging her to play along. She starts playing along poorly, but then she gets you know like the real startle and stuff. Yeah. Was, was really fun. Um, we definitely have to talk about the the two huge security things. Oh yeah, there, there's Specter, and uh, Specter is the big one, uh, and there's Meltdown, which is kind of the the more immediate well, but smaller one. So I did melt- some research into these. Meltdown. Am I getting them backwards? Meltdown's the one that can be patched, right? Yes, Meltdown's the one that only affects some Intel processors, yeah. and it can be patched. But it's easy to exploit, also. I, I don't know about how easy I've to seen. Explain. I've seen. I mean, real quick demo where the guy knew the memory space to make it quicker, but he was, you know, he ran the sniffer. Yeah, I, I sent you that, that image where it's typed in the password. The, yeah, that yeah, one yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, other things I've read are it's it's pretty easy to exploit meltdown. You can patch it, but it can slow your CPU down by up to thirty percent if you're doing certain operations. Yeah, that require this sort of um, this this predictive uh, uh, predictive execution. It's called speculative speculative execution. But both Meltdown and Spectre take advantage of speculative execution, and all of the processors in the last twenty years have had some form of speculative execution built into them. So, if, at least from a theoretical standpoint, and there are like proof of concept hacks, you could use this to gain information uh, about other things. Now, it would be slow and deliberate. Mm-hmm. It'd be something you have to like run in the background. And, and, and... Yeah, Spectre it takes more effort. It's not a script. Meltdown's a script kitty thing, mm-hmm. which you could use. And the crazy thing is, it is. Um, it lets you escape hypervisor. So if you're on a virtual machine, like an AWS uh-huh. cloud instance or something like that, if you're not patched for meltdown, it was not very difficult to run it and access memory in adjacent virtual machines through the hypervisor mm. to the host. Uh, you know, for your laptop and stuff like that, that's not, it's, these aren't a big deal for your laptop. The first thing is they're not remote code right. execution things. They're, um, they let you access data from a non-privileged user on a system, uh, but they're not a remote access in itself. So they'd have to be paired with some other exploit, but yes. there's, 
There's plenty of exploits. So you the, can't... the key, the key to these are these, these are information gathering systems. Yes. The, the the way they work essentially, and, and and at least the way that I that I read up on the stuff that I, that I read and and saw explain it was, you create a large array, uh, and then you can. You have that large array for technical reasons to be part of another array, and then you're you're trying to ask the system whether that uh, whether this array is in whether whether a declare, declaration of this array is in bounds of that array or not. Now, it has to check that array, but it throws out the information about whether what it gathered from that array. But you can kind of sneakily go through and get what the information it pulled from checking the balance of that array using the speculative execution stuff. So essentially, you have to kind of have it randomly assign some memory space, look into that space, and you're going to get whatever space it, it has randomly assigned. So you can't like, oh, make it work here, make it work here. You can probably do that with Meltdown, it seems, but mm-hmm. you can't do that with Spectre so much. But it is some memory space mm-hmm. that it's gathering, and so you could read if you took long enough the entire memory space or at least a large portion of it yeah so it it's it's uh because cloud computing is such a thing that's it's crazy yeah it doesn't really affect your desktop all that much at all i mean it i guess in principle it can if, but it's if someone was able to get on your computer as a non-privileged user they would be able to read other people's memory space which they right. couldn't do otherwise not a huge thing but with cloud computing, it's a pretty huge thing since it escapes hypervisors. And it, like I said, you can if you get on, you spin up you spin up an Amazon EC2 machine. You you do your Spectre well, I don't even hack. Know what an EC2 machine is so you got to I know well, you're you're, Amazon, in the, you're in that business so right. It's it's the virtual machine you buy from Amazon. Okay, it's Elastic Compute Cloud ECC EC2, and. Um, so that's just a Zen guest, right? So you get on your guest. And <laughs> what is a Zen? Zen's one of the virtualization technologies. So you're gonna have to give me more okay. information here. Zen, Zen is, you know, there's there's VMware and okay, yes. And what what's Microsoft's called? Uh, Azure. No, the the virtualization. The yeah. if you want to run virtual machines on Windows Server, it's called. I got it. I should know this, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, VMware, <coughs> Parallels, VirtualBox, those are kind of desktop hypervisors for running stuff on your workstation. And the hypervisor means essentially you can you separate out the processing into these layers so that neither of them have access to the other. Yeah, the, the hypervisor is the top-level machine, and then guests run inside the hypervisor. And guests mm-hmm. are supposed to be isolated from each other there's supposed to be no interaction it's supposed to be safe like you don't need extra security firewalls stuff like that between guests they should have a strict separation of of access but with specter meltdown you can access from guest to guest mm-hmm. that shouldn't be possible uh so yeah okay so AWS, Amazon uses Zen, X-E-N, as their hypervisor platform. It's an open source hypervisor. Google uses KVM, which is another open source hypervisor that a lot of Linux distros use. Um, I'm not sure what Azure uses. It either uses... That's not the keyboard 
<laughs> mouse. No, no. Current, <laughs> it's kernel virtual machine in this case instead of keyboard mm-hmm. video mouse. Um, I really want to remember what Microsoft's hypervisor is called. Uh, Hyper V, Hyper V. That's it. Hyper V. Okay. Uh, that's <laughs> pretty easy to remember. Yeah. I don't know if Azure runs on Windows servers with Hyper-V or if they're using, uh, you know, a different kind of virtualization. I'll probably know that sometime soon. Uh, anyway, you get on AWS, you spin up a machine, you do your Spectre meltdown hack, you collect memory from other guests, you tear down your machine, you spin up a new virtual machine, you see who's neighbors to that machine, you mm-hmm. collect data, you, you just keep doing that until you find something else. What you're looking for. Well, or something interesting. You're kind of trolling. You're yeah, like yeah. you're not going. You're not spearfishing. You're you're trolling for. Uh, but let, let's say let's say a government wants to do this, right? Uh-huh. They they would be very meticulously going through. Yeah, finding yeah. finding ways to to probably they come up with an algorithm in house so that it so that they would know Amazon wouldn't see it or something. Right, it wouldn't look like anything crazy was going on. They'd probably be doing something seemingly legitimate, but at the same time, they'd be running this. And who knows how many, how much they have done this? Because we don't know, right? This could be something that they yeah, we don't know if of. it was independently discovered by the NSA mm-hmm. before Google found it mm-hmm. or not. We don't know. We never will know. Yeah, probably. The only way we'd know is if if, if we got you know a, a Snowden like release of some Snowden, stuff. maybe FOIA in fifty years, but right. Um, so. So what's interesting is that yeah, there's no real way around Spectre except for new, not just new processors because either you because from from what I was reading about it, you can do something like you can do some kind of signing of certain things so that the speculative uh, instructions won't be able to be observed. But even that's like complicated stuff that has to uh, go I on. I started looking into this, and it was just making no sense it's, to me. It's, it's totally beyond me. But it, you have to, in order for, I mean, either come with some way to do things that's not speculative instructions, which the execution, which does not fly, because that's how I mean, that's how a lot of the speed stuff that we've gained is is, is come about. Is essentially you you're you're predicting that certain things are going to happen. And that means that your speed is going to be improved because then when you execute those, they have happened. I've seen contradicting things about AMD. Like they were saying like, oh, we patched for meltdown and we're not susceptible to a Spectre. But then you see the cybersecurity writer for the New York Times saying like, they're just not owning up to the reality mm-hmm. at this point And they are equally um, affected by a Spectre. And then you see things like Intel last couple of days, like basically like uh, no big deal. Oh, we'll fix this, you know, but never fix anything type type of response. <laughs> so um, they were able to, to execute both of these on a uh, ARM chip for like a Galaxy S5 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the Apple chip is acceptable. I haven't seen that. I haven't the, seen the that. A, A8, A11, those kinds of things. My, my guess is yes. I, I think that the what we'll have to do is secure. If you really want things to be secure, you're going to have to go another layer. And there's going to be another, it's going to be some significant slowdown. If you, to 
appreciate security, you're going to have to accept some slowdown. At least for in, until there's some new method of going about this kind of execution. Mm-hmm. So for the next five years or so, probably, there's going to be a trade-off between speed and security. More than you, there used to be. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how the next gen chips uh, handle this. I was, and I wonder how many product managers are like shitting their pants right now because they got something ready to come out. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, you know, the greatest thing for the next five years and it comes out the door wounded. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you, you pivot into a different, into different doing something. If you're not, early, not if, secure, you're, if you're yeah. early enough in the product cycle, you, yeah. you wait for a fix, but you know, there's going to be some. Well, bench. no, like you, you pivot your, your processor to be, okay, this is not about security. It's about speed. And, and you have to deal with security in another way. <laughs> Uh, that's I don't even want that um, precedent set where like you have to pick one or the other. Like, what if you could have some sort of, what if you could offer some sort of hypervisor protection? Uh, I, I mean, hypervisor typically does. Right, but I mean, like, what if you could figure out a software way to manipulate how the hypervisor works such that. Anytime you try to get information from here, it has to go through some uh, too many loops for it to actually get information. No, well, I mean that's what until, I suspect until, until you find the next f- CPU flaw, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what yeah, it is, and that, right? that's what the problem is. That if you do that, how do you know you're not exposing yourself to some new flaw that you hadn't thought of, or some flaw that already exists that is that is going to now right. make this one easy to manipulate? Right. I mean, you get to the point where, like, okay, you know, Intel's been doing this thing forever. I mean, it should be. And it's like, there hasn't been a a real CPU flaw found since, like, the floating point math problem in, like, the early Pentiums. And the funny thing is, this this flaw has been in BCs about the time of the second Pentiums, right? The the, Mm -hmm. the Pentiums that came came around after the... Uh, The Pentium Pros and and beyond. And it's... It's not like this is really a flaw. Like the, the penny thing was actually a, a calculation flaw in floating mm-hmm. point arithmetic. This is not a flaw. It's just something that hadn't been considered. Yeah. And it, it goes to the point of the only secure machine is the one that never gets used. The, there are ways to get around these things, even when you think you have completely sandboxed yourself off. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you're still running on a, a system that requires itself to talk to itself, you're you're still doing self-referential things. Ultimately, this is this comes down to Gödel's incompleteness theorem, right? You, you can't you can't come up with things that aren't self-referential. Ultimately, in any structure that has any kind of basic mathematical ability to it. Mm-hmm. So you just got to make it really complicated to do, or you have to. If you scramble information too much, then it's lost. It's not... Yeah. It's unrecoverable. So you can't just scramble information. You mm-hmm. have to have some way of, of kind of getting, getting it back. Right. Should we, shall we show on from this point, I think? What's that? Go on to the show? Yes, that sounds like a good idea. All right. <laughs> 